The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour of blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We'd like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE, Channel 13 in Palm Springs. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Kalhi for 97 years, and on prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a blessing to you, our television audience, since wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The church choir, under the direction of Emilia Hahn, will start off today's telecast with a spirited and lively song entitled, Hallelujah Anyhow. They will be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Baku Carter on the organ. The Lord is our great deliverer who is able to take us through our every test and trial, through the ups, the downs, the bads, and the goods, 
and through the sunshine and the rain. The Lord is our almighty God who has never failed us yet. No matter what comes our way, we can lift our voice and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. For we know that our Lord and Savior is only a prayer away and will be there to give us the victory. Two. 
The church band under the direction of Yoshi Shula will play the song titled Take Time to Be Holy with a feature flute solo by Sally Spotcalf. Yes, TV viewers, our Jesus first in our lives and all things will fall into place. As we lay our burdens, cares, and woes at the foot of prayer, the Lord will answer and make a way where there seems to be none. For prayer is the strength of the gospel. It is prayer that moves the mighty hand of God, which moves the whole world.
Associate Pastor Marvin Abing will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the spirit-inspiring song, Closer to You. Doing his background music will be Christy Hahn on the piano, trusty Associate Pastor Evans Broad Sr., Mason Hassan Sr. guitars, and Iris Lock on the drums. The Lord is our inspiration that motivates us to move forward and put our shoulders to the gospel work. As the word to the song goes, closer to you, Lord, closer I pray. Help me draw closer to your will today. It doesn't matter what others may do. I want to draw closer to you. Church Choir will now perform their final number for today entitled Grace Upon Grace. The Lord is speaking to your hearts today. Our Lord is full of mercy and grace. Won't you let Him into your heart and accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord? For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. 
Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words on your television screen.
Trusty Associate Pastor Evans Sr. will play the beautiful song on his guitar entitled, There is Something About That Name. He will be ably accompanied by yours truly on the piano. Daily we lift the name of Jesus to the highest, for surely he is worthy to be praised. Jesus is the only saving name and is our focal point of the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel is the good news that Jesus saved, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. The daughters of Judah will now blend their voices to the uplifting song titled, Have Faith in God. We thank the Lord for His faithfulness and for His abundant mercy and compassion. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end and are renewed every morning. What a wonderful Lord we have. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to a very faithful and dear sister in Christ who is none other than Julie Usan. May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you in your daily walk with Him. Have a wonderful Sunday, Julie.
Praise the Lord. And good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XTTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches. The services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanari Sr. in Kanakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esper in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera and President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every Sunday, second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Thank you very much for joining our weekly programs, televised to portray the faith of the saints of God who put this trusting faith into action by going to church as often as possible. If you have faith which just sits at home, why not bring it with you and join us this morning at 10 at our worship services this morning. This morning's telecast message is entitled, Marks of Christian Loyalty. We find that man is one of the weakest creatures that God made to dwell on this earth. The lion, the tiger, the bear, and so forth are far stronger than he is. Proverbs 30.30 tells us, A lion which is strongest among beasts and turneth not any away for any. Yet we find man, made of the dust of the earth, has the greatest work to do on earth. God placed man on earth and told him to subdue the earth and to plan and carry out the work of the Lord. Read in Genesis 1.26, And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have our dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
The world without man in charge would be one huge jungle. But how can a frail man do all this required of him? Certainly he cannot do it alone. He needs someone with more strength than he has. And that someone is Jesus, who has all the power in heaven and earth. He tells men in all walks of life to link their lives together with him, and together they will do great things. Today, men of science, men of medicine, men of education, so forth, have done what they have by using God's resources and develop everything from the automobile to the rocket that reached the moon. But man by himself could do none of these things. But above all of the callings of life, Jesus says to every true born-again believer in John 15, 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Ye that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. He is saying, come unto me, and I will make you fishes of men. Thus the great spiritual task of the world can be accomplished. Jesus' prayer of intercession in the Garden of Gethsemane was one of the most significant prayers of all time. We read in John 17, 1, These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. And we know that the name of Jesus has been glorified throughout all generations. God has given us a command and an awesome promise. Listen to Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Yes, viewers, put Jesus first in your life. That is, seek the spiritual things of God, and the material blessings will surely follow. God will open his windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Yes, he will provide you with everything you need. Just imagine, you and God are walking the highway which leads to heaven. You are poor and needy, but God has everything. Above all, He loves you. He tells you to walk in His way, and then He will give you all that you need. His promises are yea and amen. On an occasion, a scribe came to Jesus one day and asked the Lord, which is the first commandment of all? Read in Mark 12, 29 and 31. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. In these verses, we find that Jesus passed over the external things. The summary of the law is to love God and to love others. Outward ceremonies and observances are useless if the heart is not right with God. In other words, viewers, put Jesus first in your life by loving him with all your heart, soul, and strength. The second commandment says to love thy neighbor. And who is your closest neighbor? Your family, of course. Charity begins at home. Now, there is only one way to become a child of God. You must accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Listen to John 1.12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Thus, it is imperative to be born again into the family of God. You need the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We also read John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word again is inserted because God knows we were born once of our parents. Jesus said in verse 7, 
marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Born again? That may sound strange to you. What does it mean? To explain this, let's look at what the Bible has to say. God's word in the first place is very realistic. It teaches that no one can gain entrance to heaven by good works as you read in Titus 3, 4, and 5. But after that, the kindness and love of God, our Savior to a man, appeared. Not by works of righteousness, which you have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and cut short of the glory of God. Our personal experience also teaches us that we all have broken God's laws and have not even done the best we could. We by nature are described as being dead in trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God, or as having not life. Just as a body without physical life is declared physically dead, so a person separated from the life God has described in the Bible is spiritually dead. Dead in our trespasses and sins, we cannot hope to enter heaven. We need new lives, cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus. We need to be restored to fellowship with God. We must be born into a new life. We must be born again. Jesus came to bring us this new life. He said in John 10, 10, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. This means full joy and true happiness. When we are born again, we receive a new life from Jesus, which is happier and fuller than the life we led before. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his efforts any more than a baby can cause his own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from spiritual rebirth, a man remains outside of God's family. Read in John 3, 5. Very, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now to be born of water is to be baptized therein. One must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling and pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit or speaking in an unknown tongue. In what name should one be baptized? The answer is definitely in the name of Jesus Christ. After all, the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Listen to Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why is the name of Jesus so important, you ask? Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. In other words, according to the Bible, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. There is only one baptism, one faith, one body, one God and Father of us all. And there you have it, the gospel of the kingdom of God in a nutshell. The self-same gospel that Jesus preached on the shores of Galilee. We read Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Paul tells us in Galatians that there is no other gospel. Reading Galatians 1, 7 to 8, Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. 
Therefore, perverting the gospel of Christ brings forth curses. If this gospel is hidden, it is hid to them that are lost. The unsaved are blinded by Satan, and they cannot, therefore, see the glory of the gospel. Read in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. After being truly born of water and of the Spirit, how can we put Jesus first? We can put him first in the way we live. We must live a life free from sin, Today, it is not an easy thing to live as a Christian, as we are tempted daily by Satan. Reading James 1, 13 to 16, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he, man, he any man. That is, our own selfish desires are the source of evil. We are drawn away by them. The cause of sin is in ourselves. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lusts and enticed. Then when lust had conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. You must not forget one minute that you are a child of God. Wherever you are, you must remember that you are a true born-again Christian and that there are certain things that you cannot do. And that's it. In order to be a real follower of Jesus, you must be an example and glory of Father who is in heaven. Christian living has two sides, the positive and the negative. There are some things you can't do. There are some places you can't enter. But just putting these things out of your life doesn't make you a good Christian. You're not only to be good, you are to be good for something. You're not only to be good, you are to do good. Christian separation has two aspects. It is a separation from the bad things and a separation to the good things. Therefore, if you are going to put Jesus first, you must take a definite stand. Read in 2 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, 14 and 17, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. The phrase, be not unequally yoked together, applies to all relationships in life, including intimate friendship, marriage, business, and church affiliations. Separation refers to all that is unclean, that is, unholy things and evil people. That is one side of separation. But the Christian is also to be separated to God. A person living in the world cannot live entirely apart from the evil in the world, but he can refuse to have any part in that evil. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. A certain song goes thusly, this world, this world is not my home. There is nothing in the world that has more influence than a consecrated Christian life. Paul tells us in Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that he present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that he may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The disciples of the New Testament who had been with Jesus were so different from others and so separated from sin that people took note of them. How is your life? Does anyone see of you he is different? We can't see Jesus in him. 
There's a story about a flock of minor birds that were found dead at the foot of a statue. What caused their death? They were migrating south, and in the darkness they struck the statue. They were simply flying too low. That's the tragedy of so many lives today. Many Christians are living on the low level. They are giving their lives to worldly things when they ought to be putting Jesus first in every area of their lives. The end of a worldly life is spiritual calamity. John tells us in John 2, 15 to 17, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. In other words, do not give first place in your affections and interest to anything that belongs only to the world system that you can see or the age in which you live, to worldly amusements and habitats which do not glorify God. Choose rather that which will abide forever. You and I must put him first in our loyalties. No other person, no other pleasure, no other thing in the world should come before him. When he saw us sinking deep in sin, he picked us up from the miry clay. He didn't think of his own pleasure and comfort. He was thinking of us. Though this cost him his life, he remained loyal to us. Life is filled with choices. Choose this day whom you will serve, God or the glitter of the world. The choice is yours. There's a straight and narrow way and the broad way which leads to destruction. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, 13 to 14, Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that findeth. Many are called, but few are chosen. Speaking about loyalty, we ought to have marks upon us as Christians, declaring that we belong to Jesus. If we do not have these marks, we are not bearing fruits. We see it exemplified in the Apostle Paul. For the moment he met Jesus on the Damascus road until the time he was executed, he remained loyal to Jesus until the end. Paul could have saved himself from suffering and death. He could have been a man of fame, lauded and honored. But Christ meant more to him than all the world. Though many of his peers tempted Paul to deny Christ, he stood for the name of Jesus. The Lord spoke to Ananias in regards to Paul. Read Acts 9, 15 to 16. Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Oh, how we need such men as Paul today. Men who are loyal to Jesus and to the best things of life. We see loyalty exemplified in Jesus. All of these marks so highly desirable existed in Jesus. And the marks that were in Jesus should be found in every Christian. He was loyal to his heavenly father as we read in Hebrews 10.9. Then said he, Lo, I will come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may abolish the second. He was tempted to the very limit, 
but nothing could turn him aside from the main purpose of his life. He was loyal from the cradle to the grave. If we intend to follow him, we must be loyal to God. Jesus loyal to his friends. Remember that Peter denied the Lord thrice, and yet the Lord still loved Peter. As Jesus was loyal to his disciples, so is he loyal to us. Never has he broken one promise that he has made to us. There are many others we might name who have been the epitome of loyalty. Every great man has been a man of loyalty. Loyalty is opposite to lawlessness. Was there ever such a time of lawlessness as that of the present time? Today, we are beset with crimes of every kind, murders, robberies, rapes, alcoholism, drugs, and so forth. And we mean to be loyal to our county. We need to obey its laws. We will obey them even if we don't like them. We read Romans 13, 1 to 3, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. In other words, orderly government is a part of God's provision, especially in a wicked world. No ruler exercises control except as God permits. Under normal circumstances, the Christian is to be obedient to the laws of the land. This does not mean that he is to obey regulations that are immoral or anti-Christian. In such cases, it is his duty to obey God rather than men. Members are called upon to do something in the church. They are too busy with the affairs of this life. We need to be loyal to our convictions and stand up for truth and righteousness based upon the teachings of the Bible. And we should be loyal to them. Moses was loyal as he faced Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a stern man. Why didn't Moses surrender to him? It was because Moses was a man of conviction who had to speak the truth for God, severe as it might be. His loyalty helped him to make him the greatest man in the Old Testament. John the Baptist while at the river Jordan preached repentance. Some of the Pharisees and Sadducees came to listen to his sermon. Did he lower his standards and preach a message to ticket the ears? No, he did not. We read in Matthew 3, 7, But when he saw men of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who have won you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. He stood up for his conviction and cost him his life. He was beheaded by King Herod for telling the king that it was unlawful for the king to have his brother Philip's wife. While Paul was preaching on Mars Hill, he noticed that the Athenians were worshiping many gods. They even had a statue erected to the unknown god. Did he join them? Did he put aside his loyalties? No. He stood before the Athenians and told them that they were too superstitious and said, I worship the one true God in the person of Jesus Christ. Can we all say amen to this? I certainly hope so. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. 
Our church band brings our program to its conclusion by playing their final closing number for this telecast entitled, Tell It to Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.